discussion of the Hilchot Rosh Hashanah. Yesterday we spoke about the Minag to fast on Erev Rosh Hashanah. The Mishaburi here tells us, Even young children are supposed to, uh, are supposed to fast. Mishaburi qualifies that doesn't mean actually young children, but it means even if you're bar or bat mitzvah, maybe the year prior, so they should be encouraged to fast on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Again, I encourage people to take advantage of that uh, Minag. It's sort of fallen by the wayside. Here the Ramah adds, uh, Some have the custom where there should actually be 10 different fast days. And we talked about this a little bit when we were trying to figure out why it is that Ashkenazim try to have at least four days of Slichot. And we mentioned this custom that they're, in theory, they would like to fast all 10 days of the Eser Yimei Tshuva, 10 days of repentance. The problem is that you can't do fast on two days of Rosh Hashanah, you can't fast on Shabbat Shuvah, and you can't fast on Erev Yom Kippur because there's a mitzvah to eat. So what do we do? We make sure that we have four days uh, of slichot. So here he says that there is such a minag to fast for 10 days. He says it's a good practice. If you were to miss them, you wouldn't have to make them up. We don't have the fast day, the, the, the uh, laning that we would do on a public fast day. Um, that, that's not, the, it's not I guess, on that level of a fast day that we would go through all the different uh, practices. This is a few Erev Rosh Hashanah, even Erev Rosh Hashanah, which I would say is a more prevalent practice. Even then, we don't have the uh, Torah reading of a public fast day. He says, uh, If there is a bris, so any of the b'nei bris, any of the, right, the father of the baby, the sandik, and the moel, all of them would be able to eat, even though, uh, let's say, their community is, uh, is fasting. And he says, This is, we mentioned yesterday that uh, one of the concerns, typically we don't have a fast that leads into a Shabbos or a Yom Tov. One of the concerns is Chukodakum, that uh, it was the way of uh, other religions to uh, fast before they would go into their holidays. So we're a little bit concerned about that. That's why we suggested maybe you should only fast part of the day on Erev Rosh Hashanah. We gave a few different possibilities. So here the Ramah also uh, mentions, he says, Some actually try to eat before uh, the sun begins, or whatever you call it, dawn, um, when the fast would start. So we try to eat before then. You have your, your cup of coffee at that point, and that would all obviate Mishum Chukot Ahamim. That would obviate this uh, issue that maybe it's similar to the practices of the non Jewish people. They would fast before their holidays. Uh, he says, And you would also be able to do so without making a precondition because this is the practice. This is an important idea, uh, especially for those of us in Cleveland when the, a bunch of the fast days start at like 10 a.m. So we all say to ourselves, Oh, I'll just wake up early in the morning and I'll eat. The problem is, you could only do that if you had in mind, before you went to sleep, if you're sleeping in Shinat Keva, right, a real sleep, uh, you have to have in mind that you plan on waking up early in order to eat. If not, the assumption is that the fast starts when you wake up. So over here, we're saying, because the practice was, you know, it, again, to obviate this concern of chukodakum, uh, because the practice was to eat specifically before the fast began, so you don't have to make that tonight, you don't have to make that uh, precondition, and you would be allowed to eat uh, if you woke up before Alora Shachar, Again, as far as the 10 days of fasting, that I don't think is nearly as prevalent nowadays, but fasting on Erev Rosh Hashanah, I would encourage everyone to fast at least part of the day so that we can fulfill at least some of it, put ourselves in the proper frame of mind as we enter the Yom Hadin.